Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey kids, we sent out our giveaway box last week, but I realized we forgot to put the announcement in the episode. So we're going to do that right now. And please remember, we do swear. Read the comments. Okay, so the first one was... uh... The question, Melting Stones is the first book we've read with first-person narration. How do you feel about first-person uh, first point of view? And Canadian Stereotypes said, I hate first-person so much. Thinking about it objectively, that hatred is probably why Melting Stones is my least favorite Tamara Pierce book. So far, I have to agree. <laughs> I have feelings about first-person I usually am okay with first person, but I don't know. And I started off was like, oh, it's a nice change of pace. And now it's slowly getting to me. It is also the first person viewpoint of a child. Yes. (laughs) Kids are a little annoying, but. Uh, Pierce does a really good job doing that. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is on the question in books five through 10 of Circle of Magic. We've visited a lot of places outside Emelon. What's your favorite? And Hockey and Sword said, I love to skate, so skating around Kugisco in the winter would be lots of fun. That tracks I feel like for I should somebody ask, with that username. Ask, it, Canada is cold, so. <laughs> Canadians be, uh, uh, hockey players be skating. I feel like I should ask you guys that question. What place would I like to visit? Um, Outside of Emelon. Like my favorite place is Therios because I think it's interesting, but I wouldn't actually like want to live there. No, that place sucked. Uh, and, if you were to visit one of the places, it would probably also be Kukisko. It seems like yeah, Kukisko would be fun just to go to like the was it like Pleasure Island or whatever? What was what was the, the that district called? Because that district sounded fun. I don't remember what that district was. Nico yeah, spent like a the, lot the, of time there. He lost a lot of money there. Yeah, that that entertainment, entertainment district, Kapik. Yeah, Kapik. Yeah, that's Kapik. I would want to go to Kapik. That would be fun. That would be fun. Personally, I think I'd like to go to Chamor just because the food sounds really good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about like Middle Eastern style food aside from like you know falafel and shit like oh, <laughs> and euros. Oh so, yeah. But Middle Eastern food be. it's it's a better experience for you than Briar. He's like, go to Chamorro, yeah. they said. Explore, they said. <laughs> it's so delightful, they said. Learn new languages and get insulted in them. 
Good times. Join the child fighting rings. I would I would also have to say Shamara just because of food. I wouldn't do well there because it's really hot and really yeah. dry. And I would not do good there because I, much like a plant, need moisture to grow. He is not a succulent. That said, I suppose I could be a a, a tropical because truly, when I am in distress, is when I bloom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was our what was our next comment? Dancer Sam commented on. Uh, Evie, Chuba Huba was a fungus on legs. Indy, that's an insult to fungus. Dancer Sam said, this is hilarious. How rude. (laughs) (laughs) Giving fungi a bad name. Right? (laughs) Um, The folks at Mellow Mushroom would be appalled. Right? (laughs) Um, They're also the ones who commented on the uh, what's your favorite bit of conlinging from the Circle of Magic. Dancer Sam said, I I still whisper umvi to myself when I'm struggling with idiots or inconveniences, which, holy shit, that's a whole fucking mood. (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite bit of conlinging is actually the the nobility titles in Namorn that I realized looking in the glossary are all are all weapons i'm like that's cool that's pretty cool i like the fun uh street rat terms and then the last one was the question what is the best piece of wisdom you found in the circle of magic series and jim ferguson said i won't say because it's because it is coming up in melting stones in a conversation between evie and rose thorn and some of you uh are not there yet I think I know exactly which scene you are talking about. Well, we'll have to find out. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. My I think my favorite piece of wisdom is also in Melting Stones, but it is a different scene. You guys might recognize it when you come across it. We'll see. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spinning, 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 and stereotypes with congratulations to my syrup-eating friend. Congratulations to Canadian stereotypes. We're going to be reaching out to you. Give us your home address. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. <laughs> and I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter six of Melting Stones. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's play the quiet game. No! no! God damn it, who gave you crack? <laughs> Chapter 6 opens with Murtide trash-talking Evie for being bothered by the island destruction investigation taking too long, but they both hide the argument from Rosethorn. 
Evie acts increasingly jittery and they find a dead canyon. During a bad shock, Evie and Giant use their shirts to cover their horses and we learn that Giant was abused by pirates. Yay. Then a bigger shake starts a landslide and Evie and Luvo use their magic to save everyone in the nick of time. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. So let's talk about first-person narratives and annoying children. (sighs) I really wanted to like this book, but it's starting to get tiresome. This first person (laughs) having crazy kids of my own coming and reading more about more crazy kids. Ah. But yeah, this is not the escapism you were expecting, right, Brittany? Just no, it is not. I feel like that's what makes it good writing. That's that's that that's fair. I don't know. I feel like I'm usually okay with first person, but and I like Evie. She's awesome. But uh, no, <laughs> no. I'm really glad it's not in like. Murtide's point of view. Oh my god. <laughs> he would just horrible. he would just say nasty things about everyone. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, that would be very grating. So I, I guess I should from... be thankful it's in Epi's instead of his. I want it, it from Luvo's worse. point of view. Luvo's Lu- <gasps> point of view would be awesome. It might be boring. It would it would read I like think... Tolkien. It would be very descriptive. <laughs> I think from Luvo's point of view would be like like an internet page. Like feel like there would just be like disconnected paragraphs all over the page. Several tabs open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so literally like, gonna say it it would be kind of hard to parse, I I I feel. So yes. like one section would be the actual narrative. And then like one section would be like just about rocks. <laughs> I think it'd be okay if it was from maybe like Jayat's perspective i think that would be an okay read he's a little, okay. little bit older or oswin or oswin yeah but oswin hasn't really been much in the story jayat's been like in every chapter so it's true i feel like, I feel like, might, do I? Might, I feel like jayat might just be like really in awe of them all the time which i feel would probably get annoying to do <laughs> that's fair oh my goodness and then evie did this and then rose thorn did, did this and they have a talking rock what? tell me everything talking rock it's so cool my first like was when luvo is talking about the crystals that have a pleasing violet pink color that he's never seen before you would think with him being thousands of years old he would have seen something like that already and he's still discovering things that he hasn't seen before which is really cool my next like is rose thorn can tell that something's going on between evie and Murtide. Rose Thorn's like, Murtide, you ride beside me, if you please. Like, a child who is in trouble. I have to keep my eye on you. You stay right here where I can keep an eye on you. So I, just, I can make sure you don't get in trouble. I love that he's who she picks. Right? Not the actual child. She picks the grown man to be like, mm, I'm here. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> right here. I felt like that was a very mom thing to do from Rose Thorn. I've been in this situation before where you and your sibling are 
fussing or fighting and then the mom comes your mom comes around the corner she's like what's going on and both of you are like uh, uh. <laughs> we were arguing about hot dogs or something like just something just so neither of you get in trouble because you know that if one of you throws the other one under the bus you're the other one's gonna do trouble. that yeah you're like nothing nothing's going on it's fine and then the mom is like all right you you, you come here and the other Ew, one go, yeah. right here <laughs> yeah like i've been there i felt yes. it I, I'm sure Evie is just as stubborn, but as long as nobody else is as stubborn as my uncle and I are with our uh, three-hour hugging, because <laughs> our grandmother was like, or my grandmother was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Staying in the kitchen, y'all are hugging for three hours until y'all apologize. <laughs> I my had... parents got my siblings a really big t-shirt and every time they fought, it was their get-along shirt. And so they had to <laughs> both be in the shirt together until one of them said sorry. And they would spend several hours together in that shirt because neither of them would want to say sorry yeah. to each other. See, I, I did the opposite. I had a brother and sister in class oh, one no. year who just pick on each other all the time. And and it was just like he's saying this about me, and he's it. It felt very much like uh, like being a mom, like Miss Molly. And I would just be like, "You sit at that table. You sit at that table. Neither of you is allowed to get up for the entire class. What? Why are you standing up? I don't care if you need to sharpen a pencil. If you need to sharpen a pencil, you raise your hand, and I will sharpen it for you." <laughs> it's embarrassing. My next one is when. Rose Thorne is kind of getting on to Evie and Evie's like I didn't want to tell her I could defend myself <laughs> I was eager and nervous and vexed but I was not ready to die it was one thing to snap at bus pot I had learned early on a person who snapped at Rose Thorne had best be armed for war and prepared to take baby throws be prepared to take casualties god that's <laughs> such a good way of that is an absolute mood because it's true she will fuck you up no hesitation. Oh, hey, Brittany. My next like was when Luvo is telling Jayat that they shouldn't use the crystals underneath for power. He was saying that they will reflect each bit of power back upon itself, then to other crystals. You would be trapped here, chained by your magic until it wore out. And it reminded me of the first book back whenever they tried to trap something in the crystal. And it bounced all back and forth. This is what is happening here too. So throwback, throwback. My God, because that was that was that's what caused the uh, earthquake. The earthquake. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because like they tried to trap it in the crystal. It bounced. Uh, yeah, like it bounced around and got stronger, and then went back the other direction. I feel like what's going on in this chapter. I I know that Evie is a kid, and she is going to be annoying, but she's feeling jumpy and it's because she I feel like she's feeling some magic that's underneath because she says she's feeling fizzy and all the rocks that she was messing with before were fizzy so I feel like something is going on with the magic and it has something to do with stones and that's why she's feeling it too so I feel like that's what's making her so antsy I wondered if it was kind of affecting everyone because I feel like Rose Thorn and Murtide are also a little more snappish than usual. Oh no, I feel like Murtide is just being like that because I know when I was a kid, I would get in trouble by like my parent or something and be like, 
oh, well, I got in trouble and now my feelings are hurt and now I want to make my sibling uh, be angry too because I'm angry as well. So now I'm going to pick a fight with them because I'm angry. I feel like that's what he's doing. He's being a child right now. He's like, oh, I got in trouble by Luvo. So now I'm going to go pick on Evie because she's really close with Luvo and now I'm going to make her mad too. I can see that. Mm-hmm. He's being a child. That does trick. My next like was when Evie caught all the stones. Luvo uh, helps her. And he gently lifts all the stone away from Evie. And Evie's like, I've seen parents set infants in bed with careful gentleness as if one slip might break the baby. Like, no, it's not because they're thinking that they're going to break the baby. It's like, oh, the baby is asleep. I can escape. Put this down. <laughs> gentle. Be real careful. Be real quiet. Back away slowly so it doesn't wake up. It usually doesn't. <laughs> usually doesn't work. You put the baby down as gentle as possible. What? <laughs> again. My next one is when Jayat is openly gaping at Evie. Like, oh my God, you just stopped this. And Evie's like, what? Are the flies lonesome? Are you offering them a warm, wet home? <laughs> Gross. Yes, um, just, just, just nasty. <laughs> and then my last one is when Murtai doesn't want to say thank you to Evie. And he tells <laughs> the horse, the, the side of the horse, thank you. And Evie's like, I bet the horse didn't get thanked every day. That might <laughs> probably tell all the other horses about the strange human who snapped one moment and said, thanks the next. I was a little confused about that one. Evie knows that was directed towards her, but he Yeah, but she's making it, right? fun of him because she he didn't say it to yeah. her. No, 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 he no. said it to the side of the horse. And so she's yeah. making fun of him being like, he didn't say that to me. He said it to the horse. And now the horse is going to be like, what the fuck? No one ever thanks me. I, I think for me, that was probably like a, a first person. I, I got it, but I was like, it made me question whether or not, like, what? what? I had a creative writing teacher in college who used the term first person once removed. And he usually used it when you're telling what is a first person story, but using you instead of I. But what you're saying sounds like maybe that's what's going on. Evie is sort of projecting onto the horse. Yeah, I understood why, but it made me question if she knew or like if this was just to make it more interesting for us as a reader. It kind of brought me out of it, but that that, that was just me. Well, I, I it didn't do that for me. I thought it was hilarious. Like, ha, horse. I would have written the sentence slightly differently, but I do like the, the fact that she's like, I bet that horse doesn't get thanked every day. Remember to thank your horses. Unless you're scared of them, and then you run away. I believe none of us could think of anything that wouldn't sound like fake jewels after Luvo's <clears throat> That's such I, a poignant... It's a Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot you can take out of it, even though it's so short. It's perfect. Like, it is so yeah. good. And appropriate for Evie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just on point. Tamara Pierce does it again. Luvo, were they discuss- discussing the midday meal? I was inattentive. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I am I'll- not getting involved in this. <laughs> not not including I know nothing. It is very interesting how, like, Luvo knows not to say 
to pretend that he didn't know like how how much human interaction has he had to be able to understand that that was a prudent thing to do to not just say oh yeah they were they were fighting instead yeah. of just choosing to like not not make it worse essentially yeah because he's a little rock dude you know how many humans has he has he been around to, to understand that socially i guess that's the smart thing to do no, i feel <laughs> like he's been around evie a lot and she is <clears throat> up in enough trouble as it is <laughs> and probably knows hmm, this will probably make things worse for Evie Mume- Evie Maymay if I continue on yeah, with this. Just don't she, she gets in trouble enough. So let's let's, let's avoid any unnecessary yes. bad stuff. It's moss on a rock. <laughs> it's moss on a rock and it doesn't want to change. <laughs> Luvo did the really hard work. I just stopped it. Oogle Luvo. Oogle no one. (laughs) I like that the text tells us that Fusspot fusses over every bit of water that they come to. I don't know. There's this interesting thing that I've seen in these books where everybody fusses over every little bit of whatever it is they have magic with. Mm -hmm. So like rose thorn and briar every time there is any plants they're like oh like even indy pointed out when we were reading dodge's book the way rose thorn reacts toward the metal plant like it's made of metal but she's still like "Ooh, a plant and fusses over it evie fusses over every single rock dodge fusses over every scrap of metal tris fusses over little bits of air they all fuss over whatever they have magic with but then they think it's weird when anybody else does it with anything yeah. else. And this just amuses the hell out of me. And I love it because he, like, he's a water mage. And so he's like, he fusses over all the puddles or whatever because they're like his friends. And... It makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's kind of cute the way he's like, oh, my water it's weird that the lack of understanding is like constant yeah because because other talks people don't feel it you know but right because there's a there's a book where briar talks about how he doesn't get the way girls will like make goo goo eyes over inanimate objects and he's like oh my god living things it's like i don't understand how like daja goes up to a piece of metal and it's just like oh you lovely piece of metal because she's doing the exact same thing you do with plants she doesn't understand how you go up to a tree and you're like oh look at the little tree because <laughs> you know he doesn't let me pet every single leaf that you have yes they're very nice leaves right right it's very goofy i, I think it's realistic because i think that we as people do that somebody else will exhibit very similar behavior but we don't recognize it in other people because it's like just that much different but yeah it's funny and i think he's kind of cute in the way he like worries about the water he pets the water tunnel in the beginning too yeah he cares about something yeah he's like oh good little ocean i want the ocean to wear a hat again (laughs) (laughs) evie tells rose thorn that she's passionate about food true yes understandable Mm, i wrote i like evie's dedication to the markers dash magic question mark i'm not sure what i was saying there she was Um, cleaning up the moss off the rock and then putting some little stones Mm -hmm. under it to help level it 
I understand the first part with like, I like her dedication to the markers. Like it's because they're stones, but I also like how she's like, these have been here forever. For generations. So like, yeah. And so we should pay some respect to them. And I like that. I'm not sure why I wrote magic with a question mark. Because <laughs> uh, that's where they were drawing their magic from all those years. Yeah, those markers so. are the locations. She's also been going through and hunting for the residual. Mm. That's it's true. Generations of magic users yeah. have used that. Or or it might be related to what Brittany said earlier about like maybe yeah, there's magic in them there, rocks. <laughs> yeah well well you had talked about like you think that maybe something about the magic because like she's describing the fizzing and maybe something about the magic is yeah. making her act different or act more childishly <laughs> so that might have been a reference to that i don't know evie has changed her mind about plants no longer, the no rock longer yep no longer rock killers um talked about that giant we haven't talked about Giant yet, and I feel like we should take a moment to talk about Giant. Him being in awe of everything? No. The part where Getting he's putting his shirt on. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so... I was going to talk about him later. I'm going to go ahead and read the little passage. There's a big shake. Evie takes her shirt off to cover her horse's head. And then it says, that was very, very close. Giant, like me, had covered his horse's eyes to keep it calm. He began to unwrap his shirt from his horse's head. I stared at the long scars on Giant's back. He shrugged and said, not everybody was sad when the foreign lords killed as many pirates as they could find. Yeah. Goddamn. I, I, have, I have things to say about it later. Then I won't, I won't elaborate. Luvo's description of quartz is terrifying. Like, I know Brittany brought it up. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't use that, that you shouldn't draw power from there. And Giant's like, are you sure? Like, we'd mess up that badly and Lou was like uh if you do that you will get trapped in the courts for all eternity <laughs> okay not yeah. not going there i'd rather stay out of the mirror prison well i'm possible. glad that Luva was there to tell them that because if they hadn't have traveled there to help them they would have tapped into that and would have died yeah so they're lucky that that group is there to help them because otherwise they'd be losing their mages. Yeah. Rose Thorn telling Luvo to be quiet. She did? Yeah, she did. I believe in those exact words. I believe she said Luvo be quiet. Yeah. Page oh, three. Yeah. Luvo be Boy. quiet. It's it's she's not like doing it the way she might to Evie, where she's like, be quiet. But um the rock slide's about to happen. It's right before the rock yeah. slide and they can hear that something's happening. And so she's basically just going, shh. Shut up. I gotta hear stuff. Because they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but it is just kind of funny to hear, like, Luvo, be quiet. She doesn't want to call him a liar, but she'll tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's only going to tell him to shut the fuck up if she's got really good reason. Yes. Yeah. Um, Respectfully, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luvo, I love you. I respect you. Shut up. Uh, and then after the rock slide there's a part where like rose thorn's got like a cut on her face because uh like one of the smaller rocks scratched her and it's 
like superficial and she has like some stuff that she just like dabs on and it basically fixes it yay uh but evie's like oh no i didn't do a good enough job it's like i haven't taken care of rose thorn uh, i should stop can, those rocks you can't too. do everything evie yeah. can't like, do it's okay evie you save everyone's promised, life. Yeah, I know you promised Briar to look out for, and you did do that. You saved her life. It's okay if she gets a little bump on her face. It's okay. Yeah. You did your job. You're fine. I really, really disliked fucking uh, Fusspot Murtide. Like his his argument with with Evie and how he just describes her as a gutter snipe just taking and taking and never giving anything back it's like that's exactly what he's doing yeah pretty much yeah yeah like that's how uh, he's treating these people like send everything to my room take 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 and he hasn't done shit for them yet mm-hmm. yeah and you can't expect that out of a child they're supposed to take from you <laughs> they're kids yeah, and especially someone who works at a temple that's supposed to, you know, dedicate itself to the betterment of, like, mm-hmm. h- helping people, essentially. And yeah, like, literally criticizing on, her on, you'd have to care for you to want to stay at the temple. Where you showing that you care, sir? Because you're not showing a lot of caring to me, but. Yeah. Yeah, what what a what a fucker! God, I wish Rose Thorn had like heard that. To be honest, but he's just acting childish. Honestly, like he got in trouble, and so he wants to make somebody else suffer for it too. Mm-hmm. Being a kid, even though he's twenty something years old, <laughs> come on, man! Being a turd. Mm-hmm. I also liked when Fussbots starts talking to Rose Thorne about Evie like being annoying and a brat and like making making him stop to clean the, the markers. Uh as soon as he says that, Giant rides up the trail to get away from them. Mm. Little lie, but he's like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> like I'm not involved. I don't want to get into a shouting match between uh mages i'm just gonna i'm I'm just gonna i'm just gonna get away from them i think it's so ridiculous that jaya one minute is calling evie a gutter snipe and then the next second he's like you're a spoiled brat and you get whatever you want you can't have it both oh, ways sir you mean murtide murtide whatever fuss pot whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's ridiculous but like I said, uh, one sec he's calling her a gutter snipe, and then next he's like, you're a spoiled brat, you get whatever you want. Those two things really don't go together, I don't feel. like He's just being an asshole. <sighs> so stupid. Did we mention the dragon salt thing? Kind of? Not directly. Not really? Okay. Yeah, uh, when Rosar says stop jittering, Mila saves Evie. It's like you've been sniffing dragon salt. Enough. I love dragon salt. I think dragon salt is funny, and it's just essentially cocaine. <laughs> and the idea of a child taking cocaine because that's what they're acting like, because they keep jittering, is funny. I think children taking cocaine is funny. <laughs> See, you were like, I like dragon salt. <laughs> I love cocaine. I think cocaine is great. <laughs> And kids act like that without having to take drugs. I was just like, chill <laughs> out. Stop. You're driving me absolutely fucking crazy. Calm down. I, I do not 
want to actually make this episode because I don't want to spend the time combing through old episodes to find it, but I feel like we need a compilation of all of the drug references that we have made <laughs> on this show. Quite a few. I would. <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody... If Give me the file. <laughs> if somebody wants to comb through the episodes and tell me approximately where all the references are, I will string them together. I just don't want to spend the hours like going through old old episodes just oh to find goodness. the drug references. Oh my goodness. Okay. There, there's a lot. Once again, I'll say there's magic and then there are rocks. Rocks crack. All right. Um... <laughs> I also like the use of dragon salt here because Pierce introduced dragon salt in book five. And because it was part of the plot line, she gave us all the information that we needed to know to understand what it is. But now she has it in her arsenal and is just like, I'm just going to throw this in, in like reference, because by the time you get here, you should know what it is. Kind of like the whole crystals thing, the power bouncing around. Um, I like the description of the uh, rock slide with a huge slab of granite being described as a six-ton axe. Very descriptive and awesome. And uh, that whole scene is cool with Evie just being like, "Mm, nope, stop, stop rocks. And then Luvo uh, takes it and he says, I have it, Evu Meme. We are fortunate that you are so quick. Yeah. Because I'm assuming Luvo would not have had the reaction. No, he's very slow about everything. Yeah, he's probably like, oh, a rock. Cool. And then he's like, oh, wait. My friends are made of flesh and not stone. I I like that because Evie spends so much time in the last couple of chapters talking about how Luvo is so slow. And then... And then he's like, oh, it's a good thing that you were so quick. Mm-hmm. They compliment each other. They do. And the last one is the very end, where Rose sort of says, let's go someplace safer and eat our midday. I don't know why it is, but sudden peril and rescue always improves my appetite. Briar would say the same thing. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's a very Briar thing to say. We almost died in an earthquake. that's right i remember that's the first words out of his mouth when they get rescued isn't it yeah i was gonna say i'm sure i i know it's happened before Uh yep as soon as they're found hey gorse got food no wonder she's his mommy Mm yep they're essentially the same person they even have the same name yep This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme that I found was parenthood. <laughs> Lots of parenting happening in this chapter, If even if it's not between actual biological parents. We see Rose Thorne separating Murtide and Evie because they clearly <laughs> cannot get along in the same room and they must be separated. Yes. So like a good mother, she takes the one that started it, even if she doesn't know it's true, but she, she's like, ah, you probably started this. You come over here and you're hanging out with me for now. <laughs> <laughs> takes Murtide next to him while they ride. Grown-ass adult. That's so funny. Can't act right. I, 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 if you can't act right, you're going to be treated like a child. That's what happens. You get to sit next to mommy in the car because you won't leave your sister alone. <laughs> Rose, Thorne. Rose Thorne pulls up on her horse. If you two don't stop fighting, I will turn this island around. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, not make me turn this car over. <laughs> we also see it with uh, Luvo after Evie catches all the rocks and she's just kind of holding them and she doesn't know what's going on and Luvo's like it's okay 
I got this. Like, thank you. I got this. And then kind of takes control of the rocks and lays them down gently. It's parental in the way he almost does it, at least to Evie, uh, with the gentleness that he does it. But, you know, he also kind of sees that, like, Evie is in a precarious position and is like, oh, here, I, I, I got this. Let, let me take care of it. What I thought of was, like, a kid climbing on a ladder to get, like, cereal from the top shelf. They get it but then they're like kind of unsteady at the top. It's like, ah, let me just get that. I also feel like there's maybe some parenting from Luvo whenever he's talking to Jayat about the rocks. And he's like, oh, he is in a teaching mood. I'm glad I'm not the one that's having to learn right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He's teaching him about unknown dangers because, yeah, getting trapped in a prison of crystal forever until the power runs out, whenever that is sounds cool yeah it sounds like so. there's like, gonna be a lot of power so he'll be there a while yeah so, teaching oh. moments i'll be honest it made me think of the fucking um recursive prison that uh dr strange has in the marvel movies where he, like everything is just kind of reflected into itself like a big mirror ball kind of thing that's what i thought of and yeah it's, it doesn't look fun i i think that's probably a pretty good analogy not something i would want to do i will go Go the way fanciness, nervousness, yes. and otherwise just jittery. Mine was the same. My I said restlessness though. I said impatience. <laughs> <laughs> well then, part three. Oh, I guess so. Part three. <laughs> Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? It's the quote where uh, Evie describes Rose Thorne's ability to fight verbally with someone (laughs) and you're going to fucking lose. Uh, I I felt like that was really important to me today because when uh, Molly pulled out that fucking idiomatic dictionary, (laughs) I was like, I am clearly out of my fucking depth and I will no longer say any idioms because I'm scared. I figured out why I wrote the word magic next to that word now. Now it makes sense. That was your personal magic. Ah. I didn't elaborate on it in here. I was like, that's what I was going to say originally, but I'm like, oh, no. Is that your step three? More organized than that. Uh, The page next to it is a lot more organized than that, but uh, this one's not. Yeah, so I like Evie's dedication to the markers. I'm not entirely sure where I was going with this because this is literally all I wrote. I'm guessing that it's just like, these things are old, but they have served this purpose for a long time. And I like that she's like, hey, we should respect this, right? It, to me, it's kind of like the way we respect old ruins or ancient remains that we found or just showing respect to things that have come before us and the people who put them there. I have a story that's related to that that I think is just fascinating and is very related to this. They found the remains of an early hominid from several tens of thousands of years ago. Like, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it, it's not human, but human-esque. Right. Uh, upright primate of some form. Dug it up. They originally thought it was a human until they did further testing. Because it was buried facing Mecca. Oh. 
So their idea was that Muslims had came along, early Muslims came along, saw the remains of this creature and thought human. They deserve to have a peaceful, you know, uh, like burial, like a, a respectful burial and like. Interesting buried it so it was facing towards mecca and i just Ooh. thought that was fascinating and very related to this current topic oh, that's really cool and yeah. much nicer than what i thought of which is the way that native american tribes are currently like in battles with museums and crap for human artifacts remains. and human remains that have yep. been dug up dear museums give the people their ancestors deal with it don't think that anybody's <laughs> remains should be put on display except for perhaps the royal family but that's just because they've done it for how long or if you've donated your body to science What's but i don't think that they donated the yeah. their ancestors to no science so. i was gonna say the national museum maybe is that what it's called i don't remember what it's called but the, like the big museum in cairo has like a place where they have mummies but these are also the egyptians that are putting the ancient egyptian mummies on display yeah so these are these are the remains of your people if if you want to do that then that's cool also i think it's cool because i got to go see them and like learn about yeah learn about ancient egypt that's awesome but if with your own people stuff yeah 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 but don't don't take other people's grandma and Put them in the museum yeah so my magic comes from when we see the scars on jayat's back um a couple of chapters ago jayat was talking about how people are nice evie basically was like no people suck and jayat was trying to get luvo to be like hey tell her she's wrong people people can be nice even luvo didn't want to be part of the conversation he's like i've seen bad things as well but we see here now that Jaya has been through some stuff. We, as had from previous chapters, I assume that he's just always grown up on this island. Yeah, we got, they got invaded by pirates, I'm sure, but it didn't seem like it was that bad of a life on the island. And now seeing marks on his back like this, of having the scars, it wasn't as great as we probably envisioned of him having a, his life being here. And so I want to be like Jayat. He has every to also think that people suck and that life is going to be horrible. And he wants to see the positive in everybody and wants to give everyone a chance to be nice people. And I want to be like that, have every reason to not be look on the bright side of life, but doing so anyway. When I say I'm going to bring mine around and bring us full circle, mine's related to Goodwins. <laughs> All right. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> if you're going to snap at Rose Thorn, arm for war and prepare to take casualties, learn to pick your fucking battles, man. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not worth it. Sometimes it's really just not worth it. I, I have taken to saying, I don't know, man, a lot at work recently. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't want in the middle of this. I know that all of y'all are fighting. I don't want any part of that. I don't want to deal with it. I'm just I, here, man. <laughs> just try to get your job done. You, you don't. 
yeah. get involved with everything else. All I want to do is I want to walk my building and I want to embroider this stupid project. <laughs> Are you still working on the sheep? Yes. They've been working on it. I, I, I was seeing it. <laughs> yes. I don't want to get between you and all of the other people that you're having a fight with. I'm not getting in this. This is not my battle. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, so pick your battle. Yep. And if it's not your fight, just walk away. <laughs> Pull a Lufo. <laughs> I was unattentive. <laughs> we like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter seven of Melting Stones. These stones is. The power that Giant and the mages before him had drawn on had been there recently, filling them. I plunged deeper, hunting the source of that wonderful feeling. Here was the quartz Luva had mentioned. It glinted in the crack, throwing the reflection of my power back at me from hundreds of facets. There was enough white, clear, and smoky quartz to keep Winding Circle and Lightsbridge supplied for centuries. Bits of the fizzing power that had passed through here clung to them like echoes of a lightning storm. Now I was having fun. Quartz has as many aspects as Rosethorn has medicines, from agates to tiger's eye in shades of darkly smoky to colorless. There were agates at the canyon's bottom, as well as amethysts and pure white quartz. I shimmered through the white vein, then bounced along hexagonal rods of amethyst. The fades and chunks told me their stories about the times this bed had moved up as the earth shifted, then down again. I slid through the long sides, seeing my magical shadow ripple along their surface. Evumeme. Luvo's voice was thunder in the ground, echoing off of every stone there. I shrieked and shot upward. I opened my body's eyes and looked for him frantically. He sat next to me, seemingly just a green and purple and crystal bear worn down by water. Why did you do that? I shouted. That hurt. We have company, Luvo said quietly. You would never believe that he had made every rock underground within miles bang with the sound of his voice. You should greet her. I was fine. I was minding my own business. I was just... Nori stepped into my view. What are you screaming about? And where did you find the talking rock? She stood next to us, her arms folded over her chest. I glared at her. Why are you here anyway? My head hurt badly enough from Luvo's voice that I didn't care if I was rude or not. You are not a mage or fixing person or person who looks after her mage. Treeks all full of remorse for being bad last night. I am taking advantage and getting free of the house for the day. Not that it's your business, person who looks after her mage. As titles go, that's not very impressive. Will you answer my question or not? I stared at her. How did someone so pretty get so hot-tongued? Do your parents worship at the fire temple every day of their lives? My mother worshipped money. Then her ship got hit by lightning and sank while it attacked Winding Circle eight years ago. My father and older brother worshipped Erda and Lakik like sensible people, praying to Lakik's good luck side. Pirate chasers mistook them for fierce outlaws and killed them. I'm skeptical on the whole question of gods at the moment. If saying these things bothered Nori, it didn't show on her face. You still haven't told me where you got the talking rock. <laughs> Woof. Man. That I'm going to have so to add cool. pirates to the, to the board. <laughs> Hi, 
Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Each language has its own little idioms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, there, there are a handful but that I absolutely love. English is particularly idiomatic. Yes. Mm. Like, like above average on the idiomatic spectrum. I don't know if we need to have a cow about it, but yeah. okay i can't be the dictionary of english idioms my god i did not know what i was getting into when i said that what a nerd i was like i'm sure i can line up a couple another one or two i'm just gonna start like let's see Nope, nope, what shall we use i am melting under my desk because i am not to get idioms about cows How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.